When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 226 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, Certified Life Coach, Greg Audino, reminding you before we begin that if you have a question you would like help with on the show, we welcome you to email it to us at advice at oldpodcast.com. Great to have you all back for another one, my friends. Hope the week is treating you well so far. And whether or not that's the case, I hope today's episode can only be an improvement. We're going to take a look at a question that I think many, many people out there wish they could go back and ask themselves. The long and short of it is that our asker today is wondering if she should change her area of study in favor of one she's more passionate about. It sounds simple. Many of us may be convinced of the romantic answer, but there is still a lot to consider. And rather than be so attracted to a dream, let's try to look at this from several angles today as best we can. Here's the question. I am a third-year accounting and finance student who has a thirst for philosophy and English. I'm at a crossroads here and don't quite know where to maneuver to. Should I just swallow the frog and just stay the course of the program I'm in now? Or should I pull the plug and open the window for new opportunities in my true area of interest? Interesting choice sending this one to me. Uh, I must admit I'm a little biased on this one. But I promise to do my darndest to put that aside and speak objectively here. Uh, in order to do that, I do have a few questions for you to ask yourself that I think can help you come to this answer for yourself, which is the goal of all these episodes. And after that, I'll share some of my own thoughts and experiences on the matter. So these two types of paths you mention, look, they have obvious differences, and these differences aren't lost on anyone, so let's just not pretend they aren't there outside of a few exceptions. Let's ask a couple of questions with these differences in mind, and I ask you to honestly search for the answers with respect to who you are and who you always have been, rather than what you're just feeling in this moment. Not easy for any of us to do, but just try, and don't overthink it, something I'm, I'm sure I'm not making any easier for you. So the first question, are you the type of person that feels as though fulfillment needs to be maxed out in every area of life, including work? Or are you more satisfied with the idea of picking a career based on stability and keeping your interests and sources of fulfillment on the side? Second question, when things have to get done, so think big school assignments, for example, do you enjoy the, the scramble a little and still take your time to get creative instead of being stressed out? 
or is it difficult to get these things done if you don't have order and a plan in place that allows you to pace yourself and ensure that everything will be taken care of? Third question and final question, what is it that got you into accounting and finance in the first place? Did it feel like the same true interest that you have now towards English and philosophy? Or is it something you did for a passive reason, like parental pressure or just because it seemed stable? And then a fourth well, a fourth question that I'm just going to chunk on and, and count as part of the third question. Um, what revelation have you had since starting in finance that's given you enough evidence to feel as though philosophy and English give you more real meaning than finance did? So you can get an idea of where all these questions point to, uh, but in case it is unclear, the, the first option of the two questions show that you're in favor of a lifestyle that a career in English or philosophy would likely bring. The second option tells me you might be suited for finance. And then obviously, the third and fourth-ish questions help you to differentiate between your motives behind pursuing either of these fields now and in the past. Now, as for my own thoughts and experiences, which are a bit biased. I have never known anyone who regretted following that which they were truly passionate about. The only way I think one could expect this to happen would be if someone was experiencing false passion, so that is, confusing true joy and invigoration for a deep-seated need to like rise to the top or gain some kind of significance. So, if you feel it's possible that your enthusiasm towards writing and philosophy may deep down actually be about like becoming a famous writer, let's say, then it's not really about that approval of yourself, right? It's about the approval of others. Now, it takes a lot of effort to realize this if it is indeed the case, and it's an important realization. But you could imagine that very few people take the time to put themselves under the microscope with such a potentially revealing question. However, if you've always had this passion and you are willing to struggle for it, even if it makes the rest of life complicated, that's of course different. That is something you can pursue with assurance. And even if your preferences do change down the road, you won't regret doing what you needed to do for yourself right now, because there was no other way. You can only anticipate so much change that will come as you get older, you know? But if you dig deep and conclude that this passion is really about you and what you love with no promise of glitz, glamour, or showing the world how important you are, then it's a good thing to commit to. Now, as far as finance goes, the sad truth about my own experience of it is that nearly everyone I know who's in it, which is a lot of people, could not care less about the work. It does give them stability and it gives them money, but the older they get, the more I see them being let down by the fact that they entered this field under the promise that it would provide a better life based on either job security or material gain, and that's a promise that's yet to be fulfilled. They still find some time for hobbies, but they, they rarely have the work-life balance to entertain them fully, and they are often left wishing they had just stuck with something they actually enjoyed. And for those who are still denying that and kind of, you know, hanging on to a shred of hope that it will somehow deliver more, well, given the fact that most people get more stressed out by it with time, it's likely something that will catch up with them as they acquire, you know, more money and more items, all attached to the promise of a better life. 
but inevitably all failing to provide one, uh, failing to provide a life of meaning, as it were. And the worst of all is that there are so many people that do this. It's so easy for them to find others to commiserate with and to throw hands up in the air and just chalk it up to, oh, you can't just pick a job for fun. You have to make money. You know, that's how the world works. Not only is this illogical, but this, this means of justification is honestly one of the saddest things I've seen, especially when it's being made by people who are fortunate enough to be able to live on so much less and have the flexibility and resources to change jobs easier than most. Obviously, look, this is not the case for everyone in finance. Some do love it, and they're in it because they enjoy it, which is wonderful. I'm not here to bash a job in finance, but because of the stability it offers, it is an industry that stands to suck in an alarming amount of people who don't actually want to be there, making it easy to forget about those who actually enjoy it. So clearly, I have my feelings about this. And you know I don't do this often, but if I were you, pursuing philosophy in English seems like a no-brainer. And if I may speak to you one-on-one for a moment, forgetting for just a second that others are listening, I also say this based on what I know about you from the other question you've submitted to the show. For what it's worth, I will also double down on this recommendation if you are looking to choose an area of study based on joy alone rather than career planning. I mean, I assume that you ask this because you're trying to think ahead to what a good career would be, but if you are living as in the moment as humanly possible and not even thinking beyond college, you know, then of course, just study what you want to have fun with. But I still might be wrong about this in spite of my strong opinion, of course. That is why, again, it's so important for you all to arrive at these answers yourselves as much as possible. That is why I gave you those questions earlier in the episode. And I encourage you to take your personal answers to those questions more seriously than you take my more direct advice that I've offered in the last couple of minutes. It might also be good for you to ask a non-biased person that's close to you and has known you for a while. They might help you approach this in a way that offers new insight. The good news for you, though, is that, look, even if you do pick a field that you end up wanting to change down the road for any reason, you can do it. You are far too young and far too blessed to think that any of this has to be permanent and that restarting is not an option. Thanks a lot for sending this one in, Asker. You, you got me going today. Uh, I hope I was able to put together some semblance of an answer that wasn't just a rant of my personal opinions. Who knows? And for everyone else out there, look, I meant what I said at the end. I meant it. If you are already in a job that you know isn't for you, it is not too late to make a change. This does not have to be a life sentence. Sometimes it can make sense to stay in that job, and sometimes it's not worth all the sacrifice required to restart for whatever reason, but not always. So don't be afraid to at least ask these questions of yourself, weigh the options, and simply see where it takes you. It's time for me to sign off now, everyone. Thanks a lot for joining me today for an episode that meant a lot to me, and, uh, Be sure to come back next time for our Friday episode. That'll send you off into the weekend. Guys, good luck out there until then. I'll talk to you Friday.